Here we go, folks. We're here with Inside Middle Tennessee on a wet Friday. It's kind of foggy coming into town. This kind of morning. froggy. Froggy. A little froggy. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, we didn't get a lot of rain. Uh, I don't know if we even got a quarter inch. But, but it rained pretty steady for a while. I was going to say, we got more last night than I expected. But whatever mm-hmm. we got, we needed. Yes. The dust has settled. Uh, well, I'm hoping for her to knock down some of the ragweed because yes. I've been suffering, mm-hmm. you know. So, and now we got a cold front. I know. Everybody, get out your long sleeves and your mm-hmm. long pants. I haven't transitioned the closet yet. You but. know, you hadn't, you hadn't dug into your sweater bin. I have a, I have, I switch it every like. I have the summer, spring. And then I have the fall winter section. Yeah. So. Well, of course, we're going to have Indian summer because they're talking about at the end of next week, it's going to be close to 80 again. Oh, yeah. It's always yeah, like it, that yeah. in October. You know. Yep. Typical, typical, typical. It was like this the Friday before we got married in October. It was it was kind of like a morning like this. And then the, the Saturday was hot. Yeah. We well, just never know. Mm-mm. It's just that it's no. that time of year. So, guess what, folks? We got first Fridays. I know mm-hmm. it's back. Yeah, it is back. There's I bet downtown because it's supposed to be the rain's supposed to be out of here. Well, yeah, that, yeah. So. it's going to cool off be in the sixties over the weekend, but then back in the seventies next week. But yeah, get out and enjoy first Fridays. It's an amazing, amazing event. Well, the fall festival mm-hmm. and uh, chili cook-off was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Did well. You were there. I went down. Uh, Ellie Grace and I attended. Uh, it was really neat. Yeah. And there was a thousands of people down there. I was to say, big crowd. Big crowd. I don't know what the bottom line was. I haven't heard from any of my Kiwanis friends, but um, I don't know. Scott probably hadn't heard anything either. Mm-hmm. So, um, but a lot of people, a lot of good chili, mm-hmm. um, a good bands on the front of the courthouse. Well, you know, I even heard Delk talk about it because WKRM, WKOM had their own chili team Yes, they did. We, they had good chili. <laughs> yeah, they got an honorable mention. Yes. You know, I hope it wasn't an honorable mention in the bad category. No. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was really neat to have it downtown because the chili cook-off has been at different places over the years, usually Elm Springs, uh, some, and some at Murray County Park, so... Mm-hmm. Bringing it downtown to the heart of the town is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got, uh, I'm Jim Ross. We got Terry Wilcox on the board. We got Representative Scott Sapicki here. Good morning, everybody. After missing last week where we properly chastised him for (laughs) doing so. (laughs) And Sarah's Elizabeth. And where is Mom? Mom has overdone it this week. (laughs) Uh, She is physical therapy on her shoulder and... um, that this is the second week of it, so it's a little bit strenuous mm-hmm. on her. So she's she's listening to us live and direct from Carter's Creek, Tennessee. Good because I completely understand yes. what PT can do to you. <laughs> yes, so she said, "I think I'll stay at home today." Yeah, it, <laughs> so. can, it can put the bad whoop to you. Yes, it can. You know, as far as knocking you flat. Well, Scott's got some things he has to go to, yeah. so we're just, we're gonna let him kind of jump in on the first segment. Somewhat, there's a little bit of football going on. There sure is. It's an interesting week in uh, Murray County. All four teams are on the road this week. Um, congratulations to Withorn Middle School for winning the middle school championship. Coach Dickinson, mm-hmm. if you're listening, 
Congratulations on an undefeated season. That's always good news for Columbia Central. I think it was thirty-four to twelve. Yeah. Yes, a lot of these young men will be hopefully coming through Columbia Central to help build that program back up to what it used to be under Coach Balloon, winning state championships. So there, looks like the, the future is bright for Columbia Central with a group of individuals or youngsters coming up there that have just won a championship. That's always good news for Murray County. Uh, undefeated, by the way. Undefeated mm-hmm. games this week. Uh, the uh, Spring Hill Raiders will travel to Shelbyville for a region game. Mount Pleasant will take on East Hickman. Look for Mount Pleasant to continue to roll. Um, the Columbia Columbia uh, Central Lions will go to Franklin County, which normally was a game that was always the last game of the year. I remember doing the radio broadcast for those, and it was always freezing cold <laughs> out there on the on the plains. <laughs> Before the mountains over there in Franklin County, it's oh, yes. always terribly cold. Yes. And you're bringing up, a, you're, we've got to bring up an old name. Who did you broadcast Mike that Epley. with? Mike Epley. <laughs> Mike Epley. Mike Epley. Mike Epley. The little Energizer bunny. Uh, hike the ball. I still cringe when he says that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the big game, uh, I, I would probably say the big game that everybody's going to be watching is the Columbia Academy Bulldogs travel to Nashville Christian. Both teams undefeated in the region. This is for number one in the region. Uh, Columbia Academy. Uh, it might be the governor trying to get a hold of me. Nope, it's not. Um, uh, <laughs> it, um, uh, the Bulldogs will travel to Nashville Christian. Key region game. Winner of this will probably go out and and, and uh, remain undefeated in the region and be the number one seed, which is huge for the playoffs. Um, Nashville Christian has the number two sophomore quarterback in the country right now. Being <laughs> and so this will be a good test for Columbia Academy. Um, look for a very intense pass rush. And look for a heavy dose of the offensive line in Monte Baldwin for Columbia Academy to slow the game down, grind it out, and keep the score low. And keep the quarterback, keep their the quarterback, quarterback off, off the, the field. field. And I think that's going to be the recipe for a victory for the Bulldogs. If they can pull this one off, they've got two remaining games, which they'll be heavily favored in, which means you could possibly see the Bulldogs, if everything rolls right for them, uh, entering the quarterfinals and possibly hosting a home game in the quarterfinals here. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of games to play. Scott, where is Nashville Christian located? In Nashville. I know that, but where in Nashville? <laughs> uh, it's on the west side. Uh, you, <laughs> it's it's on Highway 40 a little bit, about maybe, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. You just go out Highway 40, about, about 10 minutes it's out there somewhere. Yeah. I, I really don't know the name or the streets. Um, college football, the Vols are get, are playing the infamous BYE today, our, our Saturday, so they should come home victorious on that one. As we, are a couple other SEC yeah, teams. There are. That's right. The South Carolina and Auburn are still facing that tough team called BYE. And it's <laughs> not a college folks, it's by. Yeah. Um, uh, Vanderbilt will take on <laughs> Vanderbilt will travel to Florida. You get it? Did you I get got, that? I got it. Sorry, it took me a minute. Uh, Vandy will take on Florida. Uh, Western Michigan will take on Mississippi State. Uh, the big game that we'll be watching in the SEC is number one Georgia taking on number twenty surprise Kentucky. Right, number twenty mm-hmm. Kentucky playing extremely well right now. They've been looking good, and Georgia's got to go to Kentucky. So I would tell you, you better be ready for 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 a dogfight. Right? I mean, it's it's going to be a real good football game up there. Uh, another one everybody's going to be watching is number three Texas taking on number twelve Oklahoma in the Red Red River Red, Red River rivalry. Shootout. And uh, you know Texas playing extremely well. One could argue right now that either Michigan or Texas are probably the best team in the country right now. Georgia really hasn't been tested and will not be tested really. No, we got a week schedule. Right, a week schedule, and so really you don't know what you have about Georgia. But uh, Texas and uh, and I'm telling you, Michigan with all the the seniors and returning starters they have, 
they look like that they are the class of the Big Ten and will probably run the table, I would I would suspect, in the Big Ten until they get to that Ohio State game, which is at Michigan this year. And, and they got two great lines, which is the key. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Offensive that, and defensive. The, Coach Harbaugh up there has built a very stout offensive and defensive line, and that's how you win championships with the big boys up front. He's had a good line of scrimmage the last couple of years. Exactly. Uh, the Crimson Tide will uh, limp over to uh, Texas A&M. <laughs> I know Coach Dickinson and Clayton Harris just, just scowled at me right there. But Alabama not playing good football right now, uh, surviving. Uh, you know, in, in their in their games, but uh, the team that I like in the West West right now is is uh, uh, Ole Miss. Yep. Ole Miss playing very good football right now, and really uh, the victory they had against LSU that's a big victory for mm-hmm. them right there. So um, the Oregon will take on California, Mississippi at Arkansas, um, and then Missouri will take on number twenty three LSU. LSU hanging on by the skin of their teeth to remain in the top 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose this game uh, to Missouri. You can count that there'll be some rumblings down there in Baton Rouge uh, with, <laughs> with the coach down there. And then uh, uh, I think Colorado goes to Arizona State. And, and so that, that should be a game that they write the ship in Colorado. So everybody will get back on the, the Dion train that uh, they're winning again. But uh, uh, a lot of good football. Then the Titans will take on Indy. And what do you think? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Well, yeah, but still AFC they're, they're, South. Yeah, I know. It's just there, there's so many subplots going on with the Titans right now. And then Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor, their star running back, is back. He's come back now, and he's still disgruntled. I mean, it's just so much drama in, in the NFL right now. It's like right, a, just like a soap football. opera. I mean, just play football. <laughs> Right? Who's going to quarterback? Are they giving Derrick Henry the ball enough? Why aren't the receivers? I mean, it's like, it's just the same. And I, I listen to it a lot going back and forth in Asheville. And it's like the same. It's this, You could just replay the talk shows every week because it's the same questions mm-hmm. and no answers. Yeah. Uh, and no answers. Uh, I want to give a, a, a you know, a, just a moment of pause. Dick Buckus. Oh, yeah. Yep. One of the. I remember I remember growing up watching him. You guys probably remember watching him, right? Mm-hmm. He was the epitome of what a linebacker should be. And every and this is in my generation where I was growing up, every player who played linebacker in high school or college always wanted to pattern themselves after how Dick Buckus played. One of the most feared and respected players in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, he passed away at 80 years old. Uh, in fact, he was just at the Bears game. I think last week or the week before on the field leading, you know, trying to get everybody hyped up. And it was very ironic, you know, one of the original quote-unquote Papa Bears, right, one of the original Bears that built the Bears dynasty and franchise uh, passed away about an hour before last night when the Bears went out and got their first victory in almost a year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, our condolences go out to him. And he he married his, his high school sweetheart, and they were married for over 60 years. Wow. And that was the reason why Dick Buckus didn't go to Notre Dame. Really? Notre Dame was recruiting Dick Buckus, but they didn't they frowned on the players being married. And Dick Buckus wanted to marry his childhood sweetheart, so Illinois said, We'll be happy to take you. <laughs> there you and, go. And the rest is history. There's yep. your history moment for you, yeah, right? There. So there's part of the history. Football but, history uh, is history. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody's on the road this week, folks, so I can't tell you to go watch a high school football game locally. But you can tune but, in to one oh three point seven. 
But and, you can also go to the First Friday. And you can go to First Fridays mm-hmm. and talk to the people who are left behind who did not go to the f- football games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, next week, there'll be a lot of, lot of home games back in town here. So we'll be talking about those. And hopefully we'll be talking victories. Everybody is off next week for fall break. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Well, there'll be no games next week <laughs> except for colleges. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that's, that's what's going on in football right now. Uh, the baseball playoffs have started. Let me tell you this. The umpiring in the major leagues is atrocious. Hmm. It's terrible. And it, these they, are guys making probably half a million a year. they got to fix that. It's terrible. What, what is the cause? Balls and strikes. They, they, they cannot Get call. consistent? No. There's no con- well, see, the problem you have now is you have that computer little box, mm-hmm. and it can chart where the ball crosses the plate, and, and it tells you you can look at the box and see whether it's a ball or a strike, right? You can literally tell. Well, you're not taking into effect of human error, right? Mm-hmm. And what this computer program does is it exposes how much human error and arbitrariness there is to the strike zone, not only pitch to pitch, but umpire to umpire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some guys call the low strike. When I talk low, it'd be something that I'd turn around when I was playing and look at the umpire like, what? And then some guys call the high strike. Some guys call the outside pitch. And so not only do you have to learn who the hitters are and their weaknesses, you have to know who's calling balls and strikes Mm -hmm. and know what they're going to give you and what they're not going to give you as a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And I'm like, I'm almost to the point where I can see going to the computer thing and just letting the computer call balls and strikes because it's not wrong. That's right. And you know, the thing is, is, you want it to be consistent, and that's what we're getting into. Some of the umpires are not consistent. No. That's as confusing to the to the batters. And what's really a shame is, I'll give you one example. His name is Angel Hernandez. Oh. He's probably one of the – I mean, when <laughs> I had – Terry Wilcox going to have a heart attack here. I'm 57 years old. Angel Hernandez called balls and strikes with me in the Southern League in Birmingham in 1991. Yeah. And he was terrible back then. <laughs> right, and, and he's and now he's been in the big leagues forever, and he's one of the worst umpires. And everybody who play who follows baseball is all nodding their mm-hmm. heads right now. Yep. He's one of the worst balls and strikes umpires in the major leagues. And check swings too. And check swings too. I mean, it's like when you go up, when you go up to the batter's box, and Angel Hernandez is calling balls and strikes, you better swing. Yeah, because if you leave it up to him, he's going to take the bat out of your hand. Do those mm-hmm. guys rotate? I mean, one game they're behind the yes, plate, another yes. game they're in at a second series. Base. Yeah, in a series they'll rotate around. Mm-hmm. Usually, the crew chief doesn't call balls and strikes because he stays out in the field and then he watches the game and and stuff. But normally, the other members of the crew will rotate through a series. But I mean, they have got to figure out either they got to go to the electronic umpiring uh, balls and strikes, like you can have an umpire behind home plate. <clears throat> You know, for foul tips and stuff like that. But on balls and strikes, it is just so arbitrary. And you're talking playoff games now that they're they're making calls that are affecting the games. Yeah. And you know how well the Braves are playing right now. It'd be a shame for them to lose a series because of a bad call. But anyway, that's my soapbox today. Well, you know, the Braves. And, and I brought my soapbox up for a reason today. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Robert McKay. There you go. Yeah. You know, we were here with Robert's him. famous for having Robert, a soapbox. Robert yes. was always famous for his soapbox. Robert McKay, the owner of the station, passed away on Friday. On Friday, okay. and and so we're you know, Jim, you and I, we were with him for yep, you were years him longer than I was. Uh, I was with but him for years, always, and you can't. One day you'll see it, folks. But if you come in the where Sarah Elizabeth sits, where <laughs> Robert McKay sat, 
and he would let us go and let us go, and then he would clear his throat at the end. Have Robert's rant. And Robert would get up there, and he would it'd be something that would be ticking him off. And my little rant there about the umpires is in honor of Robert McKay. Yeah. You know, and, and so, there you go. Except usually his was on politics. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to stay out of it. I know, I know, I know. He lives it. He's staying out of it. <laughs> I do enough of that on the other basis. <laughs> Robert was fun though when he did all when he did all that stuff. Yeah, I got uh, he he recruited me a little over twenty something years ago. So mm-hmm. is when I first got on the show. I started in two thousand ten on the county commission mm-hmm. when I would occasionally come, mm-hmm. and then Robert said, "Why don't you just come every day and talk about?" And I ended up talking about sports all the time. Then we ended up doing a radio broadcast. Yeah, me and Mike Epley. Yeah. And so anyway, that's uh, you know th- thinking of you, Robert. Thinking of you. Yep, folks, in honor of Robert, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with a few messages, and we'll be back with Inside Middle Tennessee. People often ask about the initials after mine and Monty's names. Those initials are CFP, Certified Financial Planner. As a CFP, we will do our best to help you in the attainment of your financial goals while protecting those assets with proper insurance coverage. We encourage the team approach of holistic financial planning by working alongside your CPA and attorney. This is Gay Pike with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org. Thewelloutreach.org. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? 
experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee <laughs> on a wonderful Friday. First Friday. First Friday. Foist Friday. It was crazy hair day for Ellie Grace at Becker Elementary School, so I had to get up a little bit early to fix her hair. Um, to be what do they crazy. got going on at Baker? They have started this... Um, on the first Friday of every month, doing something fun like a dress up day or a hair, like crazy oh, hair sure. day or something. So uh, I think that's fun. She pulled out one of my big bows from the 1980s <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted me to put it in her hair. Did you so take a picture? I do. I have a picture on my phone. You can't see it on the radio, but. We well, can hold the phone up to the microphone. Yeah, so they raise yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's fun. And it's the last day for Murray County Schools. Uh, before fall break. So all next week is fall break. So children will be out of school um, traveling or in town. So hey. that'd be fun. It'd be cool. <laughs> so uh, Scott started uh, talking about Robert McKay. Um, he was a friend of my mom's and dad's, um, a friend of all of oh, us. Oh, yeah. I always loved to talk to him and, and see him out and about town. And his family um, hails from Carter's Creek as well. So didn't um, know that one. Yes. So uh, it was pretty cool. Um, and I went back and I have done some research on the history of the radio station and the founding of it and that kind of stuff um, through through the several years I've been on the radio. But I have lost that folder, unfortunately. Ooh, I bet you'll find uh, it. I'll find it now that I have spoken into existence again. But. Uh, I went to the archives this week to do some research that I'm also doing on some other things, um, which our archives is such a treasure, such By the a way, treasure. We, you know, we've got we've got plenty of time because oh, yes. so we, we got can... we got another segment. Yes, let's talk about the archives here a little bit. So, what's going on there? Because a lot of people, I'm sure, are not aware of what's going on with no, the archives. Um, the Murray County Archives was started by our beloved Bob Duncan in 2001. Uh, I Got it through the county commission. Through the county commission. Uh, we are blessed in this county to have all of 
our documents from the beginning. And tell everybody why. Because we've never had a courthouse fire. Well, also, too, because we hid them, did yes. we not, during the Union occupation? Mm-hmm. We did. We did. So, so they couldn't be destroyed. We have a lot of them, um, and the archives was is originally, well, its home is the old, uh, the jail that was downtown. Yeah. Uh, the famous jail fire was there. <clears throat> I'm hitting a lot of history moments in, in Murray County history. And uh, and it was in the spring that they passed one of the last documents that a human chain. That was Bob Duncan's yeah. vision. And the human chain was from the courthouse to the archives. And it was school children. How many do you remember? I don't remember. It but had to be a hundred. It but or more. A lot. And I covered that for Pride Television. <laughs> and it was Y'all so, did a good job of Pride Television, oh, by the way. Well Now uh, you can tell everybody what Pride Television was. <laughs> so yeah, we're just like we're going like squirrel. Tangents. Um, so Pride Television was uh this television station that Central High School has. Um we start it was started the spring before my junior year. Dan Bell started it. We had a mass communications department and I was, uh, I've been, I was on it the first two years. Uh, I won a national award. We won a national award, Melissa Apple and I did for a thing we did on John Harlan Willis. Yeah. So, um, and that was pretty cool. We found out the day. Medal of Honor winner folks, World War Two. Yes. And we won that the day before we graduated. Um, it was, it was pretty cool. Is but, Pride Television still in existence? Yes. John Orman, um, out at Central is still heading up the mass communications department. He is a product of Murray County Schools. He's a product of the mass comm department at Central. So he's homegrown and he's there. I'm actually going to visit him after this. But back to the archives. So we did the human chain and the video of it. Uh, We did the dueling banjos. It started out with just them starting to pick. And then we sped it up so we could have (laughs) every kid... Passing the book, and we followed the book the whole way down there, and that was such a wonderful day. Uh, and it and the archives has grown since two thousand and one uh, by leaps and bounds. And uh, under now, uh, which makes the expansion necessary. Yes, so now they are expanding the archives. It'll still be um, on East Sixth Street, right? Yeah. Yes, East Sixth Street. Um, and they're going to, they're adding a whole bunch of square foot. You have the actual, like, well, I talked to Tom Price yesterday and, and Tom told me that the existing archives now has, I think he said 8,600 square feet, but it's in the eight thousands, but I think it was 8,600 square feet, but they have a lot of their documents. They don't have room for right Mm -hmm. now. And they are off site Yes, at, at other places. And so what they're going to wind up doing, this expansion, uh, which thanks to the Murray County Commission is going to do it, they are expanding it by another additional 19,000 square feet. So it will be, and it's supposed to be state-of-the-art. They're supposed to have uh, preservation. Say humidity um, control. (laughs) Humidity control, preservation areas, and all that. And uh, right now they're temporarily temporarily located uh adjacent to the Mealtown Rec Center. Yeah. Um out where the uh old Y is. Uh, I went out there this week. It's it's still a lovely 
uh, experience to research uh, out there. Well, sure. The other thing that was really interesting about it is that I said, okay, do you have any expanded capacity? He said, believe it or not, if we put everything that they anticipate putting in there and consolidating, even though they're putting in 19,000 square feet, they only have 2,000 square feet excess, which tells you how much other material they have. And and people and people are donating stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. Uh, we don't have a museum here. That was one of Bob Duncan's uh, uh, other dreams. Visions. Other visions was to have a museum here, and he and I had t- talked about it extensively. But um, And then I was... Uh, honored when i was in graduate school to intern at the archives one summer yeah and i got to go through um photos and collections all different kinds of collections um and i enjoyed my summer with bob duncan down there sir are you aware of any other towns in middle tennessee that have an archives like we have or to the extent that we have i don't think to the extent we have um because a lot of I can speak to the 13 county region I cover as yeah. a historic preservationist. Most of them had fires. Yeah. Um, and so, but a good bit of them have established archives um, and have things in them. Uh, a, a lot of stuff is at the state library and archives too, because they didn't have small archives yeah. um, in the beginning. And John Trotwood Moore, started amassing Tennessee mm-hmm. history and stuff um, at the Tennessee State Library and Museum. But um, it, I think Bedford County may have a, a very similar, um, and Perry County's got a lot. There, I mean, there's a lot of them that have a good, Federal Lincoln County has a good mm-hmm. one. Uh, and I go in them because I yeah. have to research yeah. sometimes uh, historic places and historic buildings um within uh the counties that i the 13 counties that i serve so and, so, and now for the people that aren't that aren't uh i say from here <laughs> like bedford county is shebbleville yes perry yes. county is linden that's linden, west of here yes. uh, shebbleville is east of us mm-hmm. so um and um so i go all the way to perry and wayne hickman murray and then across like bedford and then Franklin Coffee, and then all across the bottom, Lewis Lawrence. Yeah. You got a lot of territory. <laughs> it's you a know, lot of territory. One thing, those counties, land area wise, mm-hmm. are big counties. And the topography changes a lot. A lot. You go from the river to the hill, the rolling hills to the foothills of the mountains. Yeah, I was going to say, you get well, toward and, East Tennessee. And Swanee is in our area, too. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and climb that mountain. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and climb that mountain, the Mountain Goat Trail. But anyway, so I think um, that we have quite a treasure here, and I'm glad that the county commission realized what a treasure we have to add that space needed to store things. And we've got our own Tom Price, alumni. We trained him well here on Inside Middle Tennessee. He was here for several years, and he now reads the news and does an excellent job at that. Good Lord, he's good at that. And and he's also now head of the archives and a devoted historian, has been all his life. Yes. And all. An upstate New Yorker, by the way, who has embraced the South. Yes, very well. Yeah. Very well. So, anyway. 
But go visit them at, if you need to research. Uh, I, uh, Bob Duncan would say, "Find your pappy at the Murray County Archives." <laughs> so yeah. um, go out there. They, I didn't realize. I knew they had a lot of stuff, court documents, deeds, that kind of stuff. But they also have things like the Columbia Central Band scrapbooks that they did when we were in the band at Central. Mm -hmm. So they also have yearbooks. Um, They have collections of people like Richard Quinn, who was one of my mentors that's from here. He doesn't live here anymore, but... Um, he donated a bunch of his research and stuff. So it's the Richard Quinn collection and it's got mm-hmm. all kinds of documents in it um, pertaining to all his research he did on uh, National Register nominations and, and other Murray County history things. Um, they got Jill Garrett stuff. They got Maurice Lightfoot stuff. Uh, I'm just naming uh, people that were Murray County historians. Uh, Virginia Alexander. Um, a lot of them, there's a lot of documents out there. You know, a lot of people are not aware because Bob Duncan was kind of the county historian for so long, but Jill Garrett was his predecessor. Yes, and, and now she, Joanne McClellan is our county historian, and yeah. she is fantastic. Yeah, and Jill Garrett wrote several books. Hither and Yon. Two volumes or three? They're two volumes, and they're red. If you have them, they're a treasure. And she wrote for the, the Daily Herald. Those were as uh, did Bob. As did Bob, and those are turned into books too. So, um, and those those stories and those, those that research they did help us know about things that existed here at one time, or don't, and that don't exist anymore, or help tell stories of houses mm-hmm. and structures and 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 folklore around here. Well, there's all kind of stuff that's in there, and you just kind of wonder how in the world. And just little tidbits. You know, one of my favorites uh, was that Jack Daniels almost put his distillery here in Murray County off Indian Camp Springs Road by there because there's a spring there. And there was a distillery there. and um, Briefly. And briefly, he, and there was a Hickman, and we can't figure out the relation to us, but it's probably a distant relative. That and he, he had an option to buy that property and wound up not getting it. Mm-hmm. And we almost had Webb School here. Yeah. That's in Bell Buckle. That's pretty wild. It was in Kalioka. Kalioka was too wild, I think. <laughs> I had no idea that Web that Web School they was can, almost yeah, here. Yeah, Sony Web considered Kalioka. You know, the crazy thing about Web is over, like you said, over in Bellbuckle, mm-hmm. which is near Shebbleville in Bedford yeah. County. Bedford County. They literally get students from all over the world. They do. It's very. It's an international group, and it's a beautiful campus, um, a lovely campus. So. Yeah. T. Willie is giving us give the, us a signal. You know, we can signal. come back. Guess what? We got we another can, segment. We can talk some more. Yeah, <laughs> then, then, then we'll do the radio station, <laughs> folks. Appreciate you being with us. We'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Caledonian Financial is a full-service family financial planning firm. What we mean by that is we will work with young clients, assisting them with budgeting and Roths, young families with college planning, life and disability insurance, older clients as they bring in 401k rollovers and seek advice for estate and tax planning. And finally, our elderly clients when it comes to the distribution phase of their retirement plan and long-term care options. This is Daisy Cook with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Delk Kennedy. 
owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back with Inside 
Middle Tennessee. And as usual, we ought to broadcast what we do off air sometimes. It's kind of funny. It, well, well, it's funny, but it's also kind of interesting. It is mm-hmm. interesting. And I will say this about the archives to sort of end out that discussion that we had right before the break. The archives is more than paper. It is photos, which is paper, but it's also negatives. It's also recordings. It's also um, material things. Like you think of like a wooden pipe that used to be the water pipe here in Columbia. Cause yeah, cedar. Cedar, you know. Um, it's parts of the courthouse. Like, you know, it's. It's mm-hmm. more than that, and um, archives are, are really cool well, places. It, flags. Flags. Uniforms. Uniforms. Uh, I mean, there's all kind of stuff. Scrapbooks, books. Um, it, it's all kinds of stuff, and it's just really neat. And if you are cleaning out, Tom's going to kill me, but I'm going to say <laughs> it. But if you're cleaning out your parents' house or your grandparents' house, and you find yearbooks that you don't really... Want to hang on to. Want to hang on to or have a feel of connection to. Um, email Tom and say, hey, I have yearbooks from Central High School 1936 or something. And just see if they have them because my mom was on a committee that got tried to get a comprehensive set, two sets of the Central High School yearbooks. One for the school and one for the archives. And they, I believe they were able to achieve that. So, but just think about that. And I went to Steely's Corner this is, uh, the other day, and they had a yearbook from 1970-something. And I just saw it, and it was Central High School. And later, one of my friends went by there, and he texted me, and he said, Did you see that yearbook? I said, I saw it. but I, and, he, and he opened it, and my mom had written a note to whoever's yearbook that was. That was the coolest thing. You better go down there and get it. No. <laughs> I have her signature on a lot of stuff, but it, it it's cool. But, you know, and there are a lot of, because there were so many community schools around here, like Beach Grove and um, other places. Oh, what's the one near, near Williamsport? Because uh, Bob Duncan, I think, went there. Yes. Uh, oh, why can't I Winrow? Not? Winrow. No. Woodrow. Woodrow. I don't know. Mom, mom yeah. will probably get me for forgetting. But oh, well, I'll probably get three texts. But and text. then Theta and that places like that. Um, there are pictures of the school children on the outside of the school usually with their teacher, and it's just a bunch of kids barefooted in overalls, whatever. There's probably one teacher. She taught three or four, four grades. grades. You know, that's the kind of treasures the archives needs. You know, but oh, yeah. email Tom. Don't. He doesn't need anything right now. I will say that. He, so he probably won't get me now. But anyway. Um, You're in trouble. I'm in trouble now. But that's okay. I'm all about trying to save Murray County history. Everybody knows that. There you go. <laughs> but anyway. I'm, the radio station. The radio station history. So did y'all know that the first air, the first time it aired was November the 25th, 1946. Believe it or not, I was aware of it because I'm pretty much aware of it. Robert McKay's father yes. uh, was a VMI graduate, I think, mm-hmm. and was in World War II. And he came back, and I think he got the, I think, 
you're going to correct me here, got the first radio license south of Nashville. I think that's right because I, I also went and – You probably got that in your other folder that you managed to lose. My other folder I had, yes. So he, um, he became the 19th radio station in the state with that. Yeah. So – And when um, you think that the majority of them were in, were in the big four cities – Exactly. So I think that was really cool um, with that. He had all his paperwork filed before he, or together, before he went to World War II. Okay. So when he got back, he was able to file it. Um, in 19, they started the construction in 1946. Then they started airing um, that day in, um, in November. Uh, and let's remind people that it was not an FM signal. It was an AM signal. It was. It and this was. this was WKRM 1340 AM, which, by the way, is still being broadcast on. Uh, but, you know, nobody ever listens to AM much anymore. No, no. And, extremely rare. But Robert's dad uh, was really cool entrepreneur. Um, and he, he had the radio stations. He also um, did uh, some radio stations in Humphreys County. Um, and he established the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters. He was instrumental in that. Robert's dad was. Um, and he was inducted into the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame. Well, you know, one thing, too, to, to remind everybody um, about is the times. Radio was king. Oh, yes. Newspapers and, and radio were king. There, uh, there either was no TV or TV was in its very infancy. So, my mom was born in 47. So, I asked her this morning when I left the house. I said, what, if there's anything, can you tell me what you remember about the radio station? And she said, I remember hearing Bugs Bunny and all the cartoons and stuff because television. Didn't really exist. Didn't really exist. Um, So, that was their, that was everybody's. Facebook or Twitter today, that's how you got your information. And People used to gather around the radio and had to shut up, you mm-hmm. know, and listen to whatever particular broadcast. And there were all kind of shows, almost like silent movies were like movies, but this was obviously Well, sound. the soap operas. That's how soap operas mm-hmm. got started, and that's why they're called soap operas is because they were sponsored by soap companies. Yeah, Procter & Gamble and yeah. Colgate Palmolive. And-, um, and then the president, FDR, used the radio to help. Fireside chats have unified the the United States during World War II. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what went on, folks. It's wild. But um, the radio station did giveaways and all that kind of stuff. They had stuff hidden at stores that said, "If you see this sign, call WKRM." That kind of stuff. Um, they had a mobile studio that they got in 1971, and it was a trailer that they took places. Um, I believe it was still in existence when I was little or another mobile studio. I, I meant to call Dan James this week and try to, to figure out some of this, but, um, I didn't get to call him, but I will. Uh, but you see behind the station, there was a trailer. I thought, I think that was it. Um, they also had a van when I was a kid. Um, but broadcasters like Jim Kerrigan and Joe Wiley and Gary Redding and Dan James. And I'm, I'm leaving out a lot of people, I'm sure. But I think it's important to sort of mail all this together and try to figure, get a timeline uh, for the station. 
even though we know the beginning and whatever. But it was one of the first uh, stations to broadcast UT football. Yeah. In 1949, when uh, when Lindsey Nelson from Columbia broadcast the UT football games. Believe it, believe it or not, there was a very famous uh, disc jockey up in Nashville by the name of Carl P. Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carl yes. P. Carl P. actually worked for Robert McKay's dad for a while down here. Oh, cool. Now, how yeah. long? I don't remember. But I, I know that name. I mean, that's a radio personality from the past. So. Oh, yeah. But... Um, but it it's it's going to be cool digging out some of this um, and and figure out some more of it. But um, I remember as a high school student that we came on this show. Um, we were promoting a fundraiser for Project Graduation, and and Scott was right. Robert was sitting where I sit, and I remember that plain as day. <laughs> well, believe and, it or not, Sarah, I did this. I mean, I got recruited uh, by Robert. To, to be on this show over 20 years ago, some some odd. And we used to do remotes on occasion. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember you know, that. We would broadcast. Mule Day, we would always broadcast from Murray County Park. You know, and you're sitting there. And I, I mean, you'd be, you'd be hearing the horses uh, I remember in the background. Year, and I don't know what year that was. I can't remember. I was a kid. But somebody was in a plane flying over the Mule Day Parade reporting to y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm I trying don't remember to, who that was. And yeah, and I'm trying to remember that one, too. Yeah. And so. Well, we had Ed Harlan, who was the county executive, was on with us for a, oh, yes. several years. Yes. I'm trying to think of who else. But it was, it was quite a treat if you got to listen to y'all on Friday. Or it was for me. Yeah. On the way to town. And then it, it would tickle me. Mama goes, I think I'm going to go by the station. This is in the summertime. And I'm like, all right. So mama will come by here and, you know, uh, get on here. But it it is a community station. And and Delk and Mary Susan have continued that legacy. And well, they've done a wonderful job of reviving it. Yes. Yes. And, all. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I hope that Mr. McKay that started it would be proud that it's continuing the way it's continuing. So, um, and uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get to talk to Robert before he died about all this. So, uh, but all of us can help mail the history together. Robert was one of those guys. I mean, uh, I, I went to see him. He was at NHC. Um, he had a he had some he had a stroke or two, and that relegated him to NHC for about a year or so. And I remember going out to see him, and I probably saw him about uh, I'm guessing three months ago, about a month or so before I had my knee surgery. And I go out there with the intent of just because I don't want to overdo it, you know. Yes. And I would assume that he might get tired easily and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I go out there with the intent of staying, staying with him for like 20 or 30 minutes. An hour and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I wasn't the one doing most of the talking. Mm-hmm. An hour and a half later, you know, he gets a phone call and that gives me the, the you know, from one of his other friends. And that gives me the reason that the, to take an exit, uh-huh. you know, but he could talk on a variety of subjects and, and, and in depth and was yes. very good at it. And even off air, if you got him and Bob Duncan. Oh, Lord. Together. Mercy. Mercy. You know, he and Bob were like, were like two brothers. 
uh, I think they talked pretty close to every day. But it's funny. They could get on each other's nerves like nobody's business and then turn right back around and just be the absolutely closest of friends. And they were. Uh, but it was just funny to watch sometimes. So, Terry, you got I see you're pulling out yeah, the programming I see you're notes. Yeah, your program notes. Well, just uh, everybody knows, on 103.7, our sister station, uh, we will have Columbia Central tonight traveling to Franklin County. And you uh, can't get there from here, by the way. No, I've, I've, I've tried several times. <laughs> <laughs> you get lost going to Winchester. That's, that's right. Now, tomorrow on uh, uh, 103.7, uh, Atlanta Brave Baseball starts their, uh, actually, it'll be the first playoff game for them because they uh, had a first round bye obviously so they they will be on uh at uh that will be two three o'clock and then at uh alabama is at texas a&m at 11 o'clock and then sunday we got the titans at 101.7 on 11 o'clock and we are joined by a good friend of mine it's going to sit right down here at mic number three from parks motor sales Mr. Tommy Smith. Tommy, you've been listening. I got a text from you. I just caught, saw it, and you wanted to talk about something that we've been talking about. Get a little bit closer there, yeah, Tommy. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. Like he said, my name's Tommy Smith. I work at Parks. I overheard y'all talking about the property at Indian Camp Springs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My grandfather, his father, bought that when Jack Daniels didn't oh yeah. okay cool. and well i said jack had an option to buy it he wound up not right. exercising yeah. the option yeah well my grandfather told me many stories mm-hmm. born in Cullioca in 1903 you can still go out there to that property and go way back behind that house there's a bluff and go up that bluff and there's a spigot that somebody cemented into that bluff where the spring water came out yeah that's why jack was interested yeah very um. cool. See, history comes to life every day. Absolutely. <laughs> well, see, and I, I could tell you the reason for it, too, because you wanted uh, a spring that ran through limestone because it limestone takes the iron out of the water because iron will ruin whiskey. Mm-hmm. It turns it black. Yeah. Right. It, it, and so you want something like that, which is why they, they, uh, they look for limestone areas. Uh, back then, yes. now nowadays you can you can distill water and put yeah. put a distiller anywhere, but still, I have a lot of things that y'all touched on. I'm driving to work and I'm thinking a million <laughs> miles a minute. <laughs> um, my grandfather, like I said, was born in 1903. James Houston Thomas. Okay, and he told me stories about a one cylinder diesel generator that sat at the edge of Columbia. That was the power. Tommy, I'd I'd love to hear a one-cylinder engine. I better go putt, 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 putt. And um, talking about the archives, uh-huh. when I first, I came back to Columbia, I'm born in Nashville, came here about 15 years ago, went to the archives and found pictures of uh, Confederate soldiers mm-hmm. camped out at oh, Indian yeah. Camp Springs. I mean, just... On and on and on. Well, when I got done at the archives, I was fixing to go back home, and I stopped at the camera shop on the square. Oh, yes, White's camera camera shop. shop. That man is just a plethora. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was telling him what I've just told you, and he said, hang on just a second. 
and he goes in the back and I hear him shuffling and shuffling and shuffling. And he comes out and he's...